This show is sponsored by BetterHelp Online Therapy. Visit betterhelp.com slash Padilla because sometimes existing is exhausting. You bitch. <laughs> I'm sorry. Was that a tick? Yeah. <laughs> My name's Anthony Padilla, and I spent a day with Sweet Anita to uncover the truth about how becoming a popular Twitch streamer has had life-threatening consequences, how her undiagnosed Tourette's wrecked havoc on her life for 27 years, and how she's been able to turn the ticks that she was once mercilessly bullied for into the very thing that people celebrate about her now. Hello, Anita. Hello. You've dealt with some horrifying and violent stalkers. Yeah, I guess. What do you think it is about you that draws this kind of obsession? The easy answer is that if you're visible to a huge number of people, at least some of them are going to be weird. And I think that applies to anyone, even if they're not uh, if they're not content creators, because even before I started making content, I used to have trouble with drawing the wrong kind of attention. I think that the Tourette's makes me seem vulnerable and accessible. Can you get into the numerous stalking encounters that you've had. Since being a content creator, there was a guy who became obsessed with me. He moved from some other country in Europe to live down the street from me. He'd wait in my back garden for me to leave the house and follow me. He would sit on my doorstep and just wait for me to open the front door and try to barge into my house. He would threaten to kill me in front of everyone on stream. The police weren't doing anything. I'd tell them and I'd show them screenshots and things. One time they caught him and they frisked him and they got a knife off him and they just released him three minutes away from my house again. They kept promising to do some stuff and never did for so long. One time I walked down the stairs and he was looking through the letterbox. I started to pass, I was like, wait a minute, and I looked back. That were just his eyes through the letterbox. I mean, you say and that just with- closed it slowly. Mm, you say that with a smile on your face, but <laughs> I don't know so how ridiculous. you can say that with a smile on your face. I've been living this for years. Would you say you're desensitized to it? Yeah, totally. I used to be the kind of person who'd take a lot of security measures out of fear, but now it's just like putting on your sleep seatbelt. Like you don't put your seatbelt on because you're terrified that you're gonna crash. You just do it just in case. Does that feel defeating at all? Knowing that it is up to you and no one is there for you? That's been my whole life, but I'm sure I can handle it. I've gotten this far. For 27 years, the thing that prevented you from having jobs and doing the things that you wanna do, and it seems like it directly impacted your childhood, your schooling, everything. And then now you are celebrated for that very thing. And that's kind of weird too, because it, for me, it doesn't feel like an achievement, it's just a passive. The things that you don't choose about your life don't really define you. What you are is the way that ways that you decide to handle everything. My identity lies in how I handle my Tourette's, not the fact that I have it. I kind of feel like I can't take credit for my condition. All I can take credit for is how I've managed to make that a good thing about my life rather than a bad thing. What was your childhood like? Fucked up. My mom was not very well throughout most of my childhood. I was caring for her. I learned how to take care of myself very young. She couldn't earn. She wasn't getting a diagnosis. And the doctors wouldn't tell her what was wrong with her. This meant that there were huge periods of time on and off, but we had no money, no food, and nowhere to live. So when she went away for a while, I had to live with my dad, and his wife assumed that every time I acted up or said anything inappropriate, I was attention-seeking and needed to be punished. To the point where when I broke my arm, they thought that I was just attention-seeking, so they didn't believe me, and my stepmom shook my broken arm to prove that I was just faking it, and it wasn't, and it fucked me up. A lot of people, when I first hit the scene of content creation, thought yeah. I was a compulsive liar. I could see some people thinking that there's no way that you could end up being a Twitch streamer with the story that you have. Yeah, maybe, but like, 
this I have proof of. And we ended up with no home. At first, it started to just fall into disrepair and there were loads, loads of holes and rats and things like that. And then we ended up losing that place and having nowhere to go for a while. So I lived in a field and I lived in a tree house and we had homemade tents. And the tree houses would sway in the, in the wind and it was really high up. Like if you fall, you die. That's how high up these trees are. There was like a rope on the top and a rope on the bottom and you just hold onto the top rope and then walk along the bottom rope to get from tree to tree. There were five people on it and my mom went, um, I don't think that this rope's meant to take the weight of five people. And everyone at once just panicked and was like, oh God. If it snapped, they'd all die. My friend was like, that's the perfect time to take a picture of them all. So there's all these people just like with their death face on, just clinging to the rope for dear life. You starved for weeks out in this field. I mean, we didn't have much money, so hunger was an issue. I remember us buying a bag of potatoes once and having to make it last for I think it was a month. After a while, people started bringing us stuff. So we had a tent that was just full of stored food. They made the mistake of putting all the chocolate in one bag. And I, w I was a little kid. Yeah. And I saw a bag of chocolate. Uh huh. So I ran away with it. And I, my cheeks were stuffed when they found me. And my mom was like, did you eat all the chocolate? And I was like. <laughs> when did you first experience Tourette's? I remember that my first word was not mum or dad. It was. Michael Schusmack, my memory of saying it was like, it was a tick. The first word I remember saying like compulsively to the point where it hurt not to. So I think I might have, might have been having ticks before I even learned how to speak. Uh -huh. My mom's pretty sure that was my first word and I said it obsessively and it really annoyed her. Why? Because she was like, you're not saying mom. Come on, just, just, just give me a mom. It's three <laughs> letters, okay? You didn't get diagnosed until you were 27. No. Were your ticks more mild? before that? No, no. <laughs> no, 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 no. What was it? Because it seemed like it would be obvious, right? Like, yeah. this person has Tourette's. You're saying Michael Schumacher whistling, snapping your fingers and saying, I'll kill your dad. You would think that someone would say that's Tourette's. Yeah, the first time I went to the doctor about it, I think I was like 13. I took myself. I had like a little bit of a chicken wing tick going on. I was like, I didn't ask my mom to do that. I keep doing it. I can't stop. I don't know what it is. And he was like, do you think you have magical powers? And I was like, no. And he was like, do you hear voices? And I was like, no. Well, you seem sound of mind. So you're probably just attention seeking and you're Basically, in my 20s, I was like, listen, I'm not attention seeking. It's still here. Can we just find out what it is? They did a few brain scans and then they never got back to me. And I got on with my life for another five years, I want to say. It was still messing with my life really badly. So I went back to the doctor. I was like, hey, you know, we did those tests a while back. Can we keep doing them? Because I still want to know. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, we diagnosed you with Tourette's. And I was like, well, why didn't you tell me? I've been living, but I had an extra, this, I, what? But that day was like the best day of my life because I had an explanation. It wasn't like I needed therapy. It wasn't like I was to blame. And I felt guilty because there were times where my tics were really violent. I had a tic where I'd keep punching people. And oh my God. I got a boyfriend at the time. I kept doing it to him and I couldn't explain why. And I'd be like, I'm so sorry. I don't even know why. I don't know what's wrong with me. And he stayed with me for a year, not knowing why I hit him. Yes. So what were some of your worst takes before the diagnosis? Things that people might be like, oh, obviously it was clear that you had Tourette's. So I'm a pedo. In fact, I did that when I met my ex's parents for the first time. I think that was like kind of the best and worst day of my life. <laughs> Walk into the house, I'm a oh, pedo. No, it was so much worse. I went to meet them uh. and my boyfriend at the time said, hey, can we not tell them that you have Tourette's? Because it'll be funny. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay. And I spank people as a tick as well. So like, I did not get to give that disclosure warning to the guy bending over, leaning into the frozen section at the supermarket. And I just randomly spanked this dude I didn't know right in front of them. And he stood up and he was really angry and he had his fist ready to go. Mm. Then he looked down at me and he was like, 
what do I do? I just took the moment of confusion as an escape route and I immediately turned to face my ex's parents. I'm bright red, I'm really embarrassed, which triggers ticks. So uh... we get out into the main street in front of everybody and I've been holding in my ticks as much as I can, can't anymore. And I just go, I'm a pedo! Just like really loudly. Everyone stopped and looked at me. And his brother and his dad had gone raspberry red and they were just like, crawling on the floor laughing but they didn't bring it up they just laughed at me and on the drive home my ex was like by the way my my girlfriend has threats and I'm like we kind of care I'll have a tick where I'll make a gesture as if I'm a man having a gamer moment once uh, a car stopped for me to let me cross the road so mom and dad in the front kids mm -hmm. in the back mm -hmm. and I just walk along like this and I'm just like awkwardly fat walking along and just like making that gesture at them and are you conscious of this action happening as you're doing it or is it sometimes just so natural that you don't even really notice? It, sometimes it just comes so naturally because I'm used to it and I know everyone's not giving a shit, so yeah. it's just like, ah, oh, the wank thing happened anyways. Other times, I am forced to do it when I really don't want to do it, and I'm like, in my head, I'm like, no, stop! But, like, my body's just like, hello, random person! <laughs> so you said that uh, sometimes you're... Was that a tick? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You caught it though. Yeah, I always catch it. Everyone's yeah. like that. I, I dropped some broccoli in front of you earlier and caught it. Oh, was that a tick? Yeah. I thought that was a balance issue. Sometimes like I'll throw a cup and I'll throw it up and it'll land in my hand again and it, all of the drink will land in the cup. And I'll be like, yes! You'll that's do a full a 360 with a, some with liquid a cup in it? And that's why I've got cups that have a good, that curve mm. inwards because then you're less likely to spill them. Mm. I used to get spill-proof cups, but they don't work when you're drunk. And I drink a lot on stream. Drinking, have the ticks come out more or less or does it affect anything? Fuck off. So interestingly, you're a bitch and you're a bitch. Thank you. Nice tits. So I have tits, but not yours. Um, <laughs> All facts, man. All facts. <laughs> <laughs> Does drinking bring it on? No, it turns it down. Part of the condition is overproducing dick and uh, and, uh, <laughs> and dopamine. Overproducing dopamine and alcohol is a depressant. Mm -hmm. So I, I genuinely do feel different when I, I drink alcohol. Mm -hmm. The medications that are experimentally used for depression for Tourette's syndrome are depressants. And a lot of people don't like them and don't stick with them because yeah. they um, can make you not feel like yourself or they can just make you feel like a zombie. But I've just been fine to just leave my mind exactly how it is because it's not all bad and I'm not willing to sacrifice the way that I think just to stop swearing. I went to so many different schools only for a few weeks at a time. Yeah. Longest was a year. I didn't go to school anymore because ticks got me in trouble. Like they tried to spread rumors about me, just silly kid stuff. Mm -hmm. But I tick and agree with it. Mm, so like, you'd say yes, that's true. They go, do you do drugs? And I'd be like, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah and then people go, yeah, yeah. see, I told you it was true. But sometimes I'd just be really offensive and people wouldn't know why. And I wouldn't know why. There was this one time where a guy, well, a few six formers when I was about 12, I said the wrong thing to them. I don't even remember what it was anymore. But they beat me unconscious, stamped on me, broke my fingers. And I woke up in the medical room. And I was like, there's no point in getting an education if I'm not going to survive to use it. So I went back out into home education again and I learned how to teach myself. Did anyone try to convince you that these bullies were just flirting with you? Oh yeah, so apparently if a guy hits you, it's because he likes you when you're little, which isn't a good thing to teach good little girls. Nobody ever did anything about it. If I told a teacher, they'd be like, oh, he just likes you, he just likes you. But it taught me a lot of strange ideas of love. I ended up in an abusive relationship. He was nice for the first few years and then he got physical. By this time, I didn't know what love was supposed to look like. When Whenever I threatened to leave, he'd be like, well, who would treat you any differently? You're crazy. I kind of just didn't feel like I had any choice anymore. There was a pretty rough time. I ended up trying to end my life. They took me to the hospital. 
I started self-harming at the time. They got a plastic surgeon to try and reconstruct my arm because of the scars. They didn't think I'd gone in for a suicide attempt. They thought that I'd gone in for the, the self-harm. And I was like, no, 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 don't worry about that. Like, I'm, I'm here for something else. Yeah. And um, they assigned me some mental health help, but I was on a waiting list for a year before I got that. So I just got sent home to deal with my life for a year alone. After an attempt at your life, they say, go back to the place where you tried this. Mm -hmm. Did you feel tempted to try again? Yeah, but um, my ex was just following me and watching me like a hawk to try and make sure that I didn't again. I got it together, I found a place to escape, I collected sea glass on the beach, I sold it, and I saved up the money, bought craft supplies, sold craft supplies online, and just from zero, from literally no money, went from that to running a business where I was supporting myself and just got on with life. And did you kind of realize that the only way you would comfortably make a living is if you didn't have to worry about your Tourette's getting in the way of it? Yes, because if I worked in a store and I I just like threw a can of beans at a kid's head, like there, there's no way I'm, I'm employable. The video of it would go viral. True. <laughs> when did you first start creating content and streaming? Four years ago now. Never intended to be in front of a camera in my life. I've been so embarrassed about my condition and I've always been accused of being an attention seeker. So the yeah. idea of like being in front of the camera and seeking a Tension seemed like confirming everyone's doubts about me growing up. I mean, I wouldn't even wear colorful clothes for most of my life because I felt like I'd be confirming that I was an attention seeker. And then I was playing computer games and somebody who streams started talking to me. I didn't know he was streaming mm. and he admitted it later. And he, I looked at his chat and they were like, she's either a voice actor um, or a slut or, or a content creator and we've got to find her. They assumed I was because um, the way I was speaking and, you know, just the way I was interacting and making everyone laugh. When I read all those comments, I was like, if I do passively something that, you know, people actively try to be, why not give it a go? It was never about being a success. I didn't watch anyone else's streams. I didn't understand anything about streaming. So the fact that everyone was suddenly here felt like, oh God, now I have to take it seriously and now yeah. I don't know what to do. You didn't choose to be successful. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. It fell on my lap by accident. What propelled you into the popularity that you see today? Is it bad that I don't know? You don't know why people are there? No, I have no idea. I think one of the things that really helped me get a lot of exposure was because Kotaku hates me. There was this lady and she interviews me and she acted like my biggest fan and she asked me loads of questions. She was really fun and supportive. And at the end she was like, so what do you think of the people who say you're fake? And I'm like, eh, I thought my condition was fake when I was younger, I can understand. And then and she was like, well, what do you say about, you know, experts say that you're wrong and does anyone else in do your mods think you're fake all this sort of stuff she really went into it she's like you're gonna have to send me your medical records i was like no i'm not giving you my medical records she then got in contact with me a day before the article and went last chance to send me those medical records and i was like it's still a no and she published the story anyway but then she said loads of stuff that i hadn't said she claimed that i'd told her that i had 200 chinchillas she would abbreviate situations so that it seemed more absurd she claims that her mother got a debilitating illness from a volcano in africa she has two 200 chinchillas, but declined to show me any pictures of them. And all of these really, really strange trying things. Trying to paint you as a liar. a liar. That article made a lot of people come to my streams. So in a roundabout way, despite what she was trying to do to me, I ended up winning in the end. So mm. I just, I cannot 
bring myself to care what people think of me anymore. And it's so freeing. Was there a moment when you realized, oh shit, I could be doing this full time? Yeah, and at that time, I still didn't stop renting my office because I felt like everyone was gonna hate me tomorrow or I would get can I get cancel anxiety over nothing. My memory's terrible, but I'm pretty sure I haven't done anything cancelable. Mm. But I'll still get cancel anxiety and I'll still think like my job could be out the window tomorrow. Is that because you think that you're gonna have a tick that is cancelable? Well, I've already done that. <laughs> I, I've had the N-word tick for like three or four years and people would clip it out of context to go, look, this bitch is promoting racism for money. And they wouldn't even mention I had Tourette's syndrome. Oh, that's an unimportant detail. Yeah, they'll just, they'll just leave that out and let me deal with the hate. Aside from that though, I keep feeling like one day everyone's gonna just not give a shit about my content or whatever. Yeah. Content creation is like such a vulnerable job. Yeah. because you rely on the whims of the public and they're not very rational people. What kind of unexpected fears and dangers come along with being a popular streamer? I am a living cautionary tale. They will try to find you and harass you. People will latch onto you and become obsessed with you. It will become impossible to do basic things that you took for granted. You'll never know whether people are trying to get close to you because they like you or your social currency. Was there a huge shift in your financial security since becoming popular? Hell yeah. I was only just starting to dig my way out of debt. I had a habit of taking on animals I couldn't afford. Mm. So I'd be like, well, overdraft fees won't kill me, but not getting veterinary care for this hedgehog will kill the hedgehog. Mm. So I guess we're living off beans. I would end up thousands of pounds in debt and I was just clawing myself out of that when I found content creations. I definitely have been able to help my mom and pay for her care and be able to do things I never even dreamt of doing. I'd never left the country before until I started doing content creation. Never thought I'd ever be able to afford to. I usually ask any creator that I interview, what was your most awkward or bizarre fan interaction? I watched the guy's balls. Um, Before we get more into that, I want to let you know that you can watch the last time that we had Anita on I Spent a Day with People with Tourette's Syndrome here on YouTube. And I'd also like to thank Surfshark VPN for sponsoring this episode and supporting us and continuing to improve this series. Surfshark is an app and browser extension that basically lets you place your computer or phone anywhere in the world and allow you to access the internet as if you were there instead. So basically, you can access otherwise blocked content. So let's say you're feeling a little dead inside and you wanna numb yourself with a relatable movie like Zombieland, but you can't because it's not streaming in your country. Now you can change your location to the UK and voila, a cacophony of undead moaning trickling into your gaping ear holes in a matter of seconds. Surfshark also adds an extra layer of security when you're online to keep all your passwords and data safe on an unlimited number of devices with just one account. So use code ANTHONY to get 83% off plus three extra months free. Yes, 83%. I don't know where that number came from, but I am not complaining. And they offer a 30-day money-back guarantee, so the only risk is that you like it a little too much and that you won't be able to exist without it. So visit surfshark.deal slash Anthony to learn more, or click the link down in the description to go support them, support us, and surf the web safely from anywhere in the world. Now, back to the world of Sweet Anita. I waxed the guy's balls. You um, waxed the guy's balls? Yes. Um. I waxed a few as balls. Um, for uh, I'm guessing that wasn't a tick. No. How did the that how did the balls get waxed? End up Very getting, painfully. Getting waxed. I drew blood. Mm -hmm. You shouldn't ask someone with Tourette's to wax your balls. How did that end up uh, happening? I play computer games with my viewers. Mm -hmm. Me and two other viewers were very drunk. This viewer said, if you clutch this and win this round of Apex, I will let Sweet Anita wax my balls. That was for you? 
I had no part in the suggestion whatsoever. <laughs> I'd never even thought about waxing anyone's balls before. But as soon as you said it, I'd be like, now that sounds like content. Me and this other viewer were strongly assured that this was just a joke because there's no way he could win, but he won. Well, what was the conversation like? Hey, I won, I was serious? He won and then he joked about it because it happened in front of a bunch of people. He joked about it to a lot of my other viewers yeah. in my community, my Discord community. Yeah. They were all laughing and saying, you owe him a, a ball waxing. Is mm. it real? Is it going to happen? I was like, mm. yeah, if, he, if he's brave enough. And I was so sure he was not brave enough. So the guy came to my house. Turns out he's very brave and has very tiny balls. Balls just need to be waxed. They do. And who's going to do it if not Sweet Anita? And I can give you a spank on the way out too. Mm. So if you if you need a ball waxing, hit me up. I, I don't charge that much. You have no idea how many people are in your DMs right now. I'd rather that than the dicks. What are the questions that you get asked every single video? You're going to be able to guess what demographic okay. watches my stream. I'll, I'll, okay, I'll try to envision the type of person asking each of these questions. Are you tick in your sleep? Do you tick during sex? Can you still give blowjobs? You ever had a tick fart? <laughs> okay, these are all the same type of person. Mm -hmm. Do you deal with people fetishizing your tick? Yes. And I did not expect me offering to fuck people's dads to make people so fucking horny. And that's why you now have a tick where you call people cucks. Shut up, cuck. Sorry. <laughs> there are a lot more cooks than I thought there would be in mm -hmm. the world. But aside from learning that, I've also um, been very much fetishized my whole life. I've never met a woman who says such dirty words. And they're just not used to the swearing. And also a lot of people think that it's what I'm thinking about. And they just think that I'm horny all the time. Once I got in a taxi, mm -hmm. I was like, I'm sorry, I have Tourette's syndrome. If I say anything inappropriate, I'm really sorry. And he was like, oh, don't worry. I'm an, I, I have a bit of an imagination too. You know, I watch anime and I was like, all right, just let me out here. I think he meant hentai, honestly. Oh, I think that he, that's definitely what he meant. Don't worry, I'm dirty too, baby. Mm. And I was just like, nope. You've said that no one believes you when you talk about your sexuality. I am demisexual. Basically, I don't feel attraction to people physically. I'm completely indifferent to bodies, and I've never felt physically attracted to anyone I didn't know. A lot of people just don't believe me, partly because of the tics and how lewd they can be. Um, other people just don't think that's a thing. What do you think the biggest misconception is about you? My dick, my dick, my dick, my dick, and dick, and dick, and dick, and dick, and dick. Um, aside from how horny I am, mm -hmm. obviously. When I ask, why are you still here? Why are you watching my content? People say, hey, I came for the ticks and I stayed for mm -hmm. the personality and I stayed for what you have to say because mm -hmm. I didn't expect you to make content beyond your condition. So I guess a lot of people just think that my content is my Tourette's. I talk about all sorts of things and I talk about anything from handling grief to where the clitoris is. Two very important sides of the spectrum. Yeah, I think you both are healthy in life. Both. I think people don't expect me to have any opinions and they don't think that I'm going to say anything of value. They're just waiting to laugh at the next tick. All right, you got five seconds to shout out or promote anything you want directly into camera. Fuck off. I'll set you up here. I'll set up your dad. You bitch. <gasps> I did need some chapstick. <laughs> hey, I'm on TikTok, I am on Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, and YouTube, and probably a bunch of other places I've forgotten about. Would you feel comfortable encouraging people to subscribe to my Fuck channel? Off. Um, yeah. <laughs> subscribe to this dude. He's gay. He's gay. He sucks cats for money. Um, <laughs> and he has a great channel. <laughs> well, there you have it. I spent a day with Sweet Anita. And one thing that really resonates with me is her notion that you can't hide from anything within you. Whoever you are underneath it all, regardless of how much you try to suppress it, wants to present itself. And sometimes that suppression is the very thing that prevents us from feeling like we're 
truly living. I've had people talk to me for a while and go, don't take this the wrong way, but do you have Tourette's? And I'm like, yeah. And they're like, oh, oh. I swear they're involuntary. <laughs> I absolutely swear up and down, but nobody believes me. There are really some terrible times to wink. When you threaten someone's dad, oh, and they go, I'm not gonna kill your dad. <laughs> don't you also have a tick where you say, that's not a tick? Yes. <laughs> it's really dangerous. I'll be like, would you like a fisting? And they'll go, ha ha, and laugh nervously. And I'll go, that's not a tick. <laughs>